it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass, Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. It's Wednesday. It's 3 o'clock, and you know what that means. Time for Shelly Live with your hostess with the mostess, Shelly from Cali. VOCNation.com. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> hola, 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 hola. You are listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. I am your hostess with the mostest, Shelly from Kelly. <laughs> and I'm joined by my lovely co host, Danny California. Hello, hello. No relation to Robert California. Just so you know, Robert California. Remember Robert California? Robert California. Remind me. Why does it sound so familiar? Who's Robert California? On The Office. Robert California. <gasps> That's right. Remember we had a whole, yes, we yes, talked about yes, it yes, on the yes, Nation yes. where I talked about how I would still be the friend of a Robert California. And that is correct. And everyone around me would say, I don't know why you hang out with him. I'd be like, no, she's cool. You just got to take him in, in doses. That's right. I knew it. I just need my memory to get a little jog. Jog. <laughs> Yogging. <laughs> My yob. How the hell are you guys doing out there? The whole two people listening. One might be asleep. One might be at work, so maybe no one is listening. Hi. <laughs> oh, well. Anyways, um, I'm still here, and so is Danielle. And we also, oh, I cannot forget, I forgot to introduce, we have the podcast dog, Minnie, the moocher with us. Did you hear her talking to you? Watch, listen, real, real, listen. She talks to you telepathically. Real, real, like, you got to take all the distractions out. Listen. That's great, Minnie. I'm glad you're here joining us. So, yeah. I don't have any, the Today's a Lucha show. I don't have an outline today. Usually I do. Uh, I was just like, you know what, screw it. After I was done working out, I did. I was working just a little bit before. I was like, I'm going to take a shower. And I was like, oh, crap, I'm hungry. I'm really hungry, and I really want to go get some salmon. So I went to the store, me and Minnie, and when I came back, I started cooking my first meal of the day, which is also my lunch, and um, when I had time. And in that time, I could have either, I told myself, I could throw together an outline real quick because I kind of know what I want to talk about anyway. I just need to be organized about it. 
or I can't let myself enjoy my food right now. So I allowed myself to enjoy my food. That is a wise choice. Sometimes in life, you don't get a moment to sit down and really taste your food, experience it. I still didn't 100% because there was a time crunch. But, yeah. Well, for those of you out there who do not know me, I am one of the slowest eaters in the world because I do believe in enjoying your food and savoring the flavors and just really embracing the whole dining experience. And I'm actually, when I say ugh, it's because I'm a hater on you with that because I wish I was that way. Because a lot of people are Excuse me. A lot of times, um, I'll eat fast. I've been that way my whole life. So I'll eat fast, which is probably not good for my GI issues that I've been suffering from my whole damn life. But also, I will feel not full because, like, I eat really quickly, right? Even when I try to eat slower, I'll, like, not feel – I'll still be like, oh, I'm still hungry. So the times where I go and try to satisfy my hunger, by the time it all hits me, I eat too much. And then I don't feel good. I see that a lot with people at my work who, like, will just shove food in their face. And, like, oh, that's sad. Like, you should be able to really enjoy yourself. And I kind of wish I could at times because sometimes I feel like I don't have time to eat. And there was a point where I would eat cup noodles. Shout out to cup noodles. And it would take me 30 minutes to eat one. And see, it takes me, like, one. I'm like, many. I'll take me <laughs> one minute to eat it. And I'm like, oh, it's so good. I want more. I want more, and I'm like, oh, and I'm not even full. I hate that, and I really have tried to slow down my eating just because I know it's better in general, like all around, all the things I just said right now. Like, I'm sure it will be better on my GI issues if I took my time eating. Um, how about this? Going to mental health, I deserve that time to eat my food. And the thing is, is this is what I love about utilizing metal jesus i wanted just like a bite of cheesecake because you can't buy just a bite of cheesecake somewhere i mean you get the bites i'm sure or whatever it's not the same and then there's the thing where it's like damn it it's there and then the temptation and you want more and then you could throw it away but then that's a waste so i love that ever since he's been in my life about five years now I can like I felt like you know what I know after I eat this the salmon and a little salad and a little pasta salad on the side too, I'm gonna want a about those two bites. So I'm gonna buy this because I know he'll eat it, no problem. And when I had this cheesecake, oh my gosh, I got it at the Ralph's. You use your card. It was only like three dollars. It was the crust was chocolate, chocolate crust, and then inside it was a raspberry cheesecake. Ooh. And then they put, like, a little piece of square chocolate to make it look fancy. Dude, I highly recommend it. If you see it at the Ralph, you guys, get that cheesecake. I thought it looked really pretty. I helped you unload the groceries. And I was like, oh, what do we have here? Someone had a sweet tooth. I just knew. I knew I would want that cheesecake. But um, it's crazy you say that about your coworkers because that's literally what happened to me. I was eating my food fast. I was like, okay, I gotta hurry up and eat this. And I was, eat, I remember I was standing right there where I prepared the food, and I looked at the uh, time on the coffee machine there, and 
I was like, okay, it's 2.31 right now. If I, I know I can, like, log in to the switchboard. I can't log in any sooner than 15 minutes to the show, so I have, like, 15 minutes right now roughly to eat this. And I was just, and I was like, wait a minute, no. I love the way this salmon can. Shout out to my foreman girl. Yeah, foreman <laughs> girl. I got a Target gift card for my birthday, and that's what I got with my espresso. If you've been watching my Snapchat, Shelly subs on Snapchat. Uh, I have been posting a lot of snaps of my espresso machine. I haven't so much yet with my foreman girl yet, but it's back to basics. That's what that's what's up. I told Danielle. Hold on a second. <coughs> Excuse me. I told Danielle not too long ago that I really feel that I need to go back to my basics and the things that used to work for me when we lived two apartments ago in um, the last time we lived really close to Hollywood. And we lived in a really cute apartment. Long story short, before living there, we shared a studio apartment with the Merces. So it was meeting Alma Merces in a studio apartment. And so we graduated to a one-bedroom, and it was really awesome because the building, it had, if some of you uh, Shelly watchers out there, you'll remember, it had a little gym in there. It had a sauna. Oh, I miss that sauna. It had a jacuzzi. It had a pool. It was in walking distance, like literally at the end of our street. Like, I'm not exaggerating. Like, you go to the corner of the street, you know, you go left or right. If you go left, everything was right there. There was a, uh, a cafe that we always wanted to like but <laughs> the people there suck so not really but yeah. it was cute but it was cute and we had made use of it our favorite sushi franchise was there uh for a long time there was a restaurant there that we loved going to before we were falling out with them so it was really awesome so it, it was such an upgrade then um you know during that time especially because even though we were able to finally live in a bigger apartment in a better area, it was still rough. Like, we still were just barely getting by. Always paying rent late with that damn late fee. Ugh. The damn late fee. I remember one time, one of the the uh, managers of the building was like, I'm just trying to help you not get that late fee. You spend so much in late fees. But that's just what it was, you know? I was doing independent wrestling, wrestling full-time. Danielle had a couple different jobs while we were there. And so... What I we really survived off of was these staple point food items that we always get because they were fairly inexpensive, if not downright cheap. We were able to make different concoctions of them. Um, you know, we had an espresso machine. I remember at that time I had it on my wish list. Somebody got it for me. We had the forming grill, and that's how we would cook our fish. And I didn't realize until those things slowly left my life. First, it was the espresso machine because it broke. So then we didn't get a new one. <clears throat> then the foreman grill finally took a dump on us. So then we didn't really get a new one. And then uh, when we left that apartment and we went to our last one, it was in a different area. And it was such an upgrade, like a two-bedroom, huge, you know, great view up in the hills. But the one thing that I did miss about the old place more than the sauna and the jacuzzi was having that gym. And so when we came here, now we're in a house, better situation. <clears throat> I just was really thinking, I was like, you know what? We can have the combination of all those things that we used to do back in the day that worked for us, that 
mentally and physically and spiritually, it really helped us stay on point. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'm getting a damn espresso machine. I'm getting a damn Foreman girl because that's just what's up and that's what's going to have to happen because it makes things easier. It makes cooking the fish easier. It makes not having to go spend money on an espresso shot because no matter how, God bless my coffee bar ninja, but no matter how much you try to make an espresso in there, it's not the same. Yeah, and just kind of backing it up a little bit, <clears throat> yeah. the gym days. Yeah. So there's a character, the resident there. <coughs> we called him Straight Legs. <laughs> Straight Legs got his name because he would do, what kind of machine, I guess like an elliptical, elliptical yeah. kind of thing. And he wouldn't bend his knees. He just wouldn't. And not only did Straight Legs not bend his knees, but right outside that there's a pool area, he would smoke cigars. Right after his workout, too. Yeah. Like, what? Right after the workout, smoked <laughs> a cigar. He earned a cigar, I guess, after doing a straight leg workout. And sometimes you would know street legs is in there because when he sweat, it smelled like wet cigar. Oh. It was so gross. And sometimes I would be all pumped up to go or other times, like, oh, just get this over with. Walk in, oh, gosh, straight legs has been in here. Or sometimes he's in there, and I just, Something about him, I just, I had to leave. I was like, oh, I'm not feeling even being in the same room with him. So I am glad we have a place that's free of street legs. Absolutely, because just today on my Snapchat, I post a little preview of Ab City. Ab City continues to grow over here at Costa Martinez Mert. There's it's, no more Mert. It's still the Mert's home. Oh, my God. Sorry, I just, it was so automatic and then like a knife to me. It just like, wait. Anyway, sorry. Um, focus, focus. Another time we'll talk about it. So just earlier today, uh, I posted a preview of App City and its new developments. Um, it was so cool. One of my former Secret Society high-tier members rejoined the site and that's what allowed me and at the high tier, highest tier right now is the vampire lounge and they joined the vampire lounge and prepaid for it for two months so that's why i was able to get that machine so i think it's so cool that once again the secret society continues to bless my life yeah go secret society yay remember when we had our secret society meetup Yes, that was so much fun. Drew is a Jew. He lives in Pennsylvania, and um, he came on down. We had a no-show bit the brick, but it's okay. He had some um, things he had to do, but I would love to do another one, but, like, whenever, because, like, it's not going to happen now. Like, you know what I mean? Well, things are starting to open up, I guess, and I was able to go out a few nights ago, and I so miss going out. Just going somewhere just to have a drink and chit-chat and be out and about. So little by little, hopefully before they shut everything down again, I'm going to enjoy it and go out as much as I can. Well, for me, going back to the Sab City over here, I'm really proud of it because not only do I have a multi-station workout machine, which is so awesome because I don't know about you, Danielle, when I work with three weights. This is what always happens to me. I'm good when I work out my biceps. 
even my triceps. Mm -hmm. But when I work out my shoulders or like my upper uh, upper bat or even sometimes my chest, because I'm all trifle, like I'm all messed up in my body Mm -hmm. from wrestling, and there's one side of my body that's kind of shifted up more than the other. I forget which side it is. But when I'm operating my body, <laughs> my right side is what is the weaker side, which is weird because I'm right-handed, so you would think, but whatever. So um, whenever I do free weight sometimes, let's say I'm doing shoulder press over my head or even chest press, I'm laying down and I'm doing the chest press. When I do it the free weight, there's always my right side kind of like is uneven. And then like I end up nine times out of 10 hurting myself somehow, some way from like either tweaking something or because it's uneven. And so I love to have the machine because when you're using it, it's like it helps you control it more to where if you're struggling, it kind of, I, I feel for me, it helps you, it gives you that push. Like today when I was doing um, like the laps pull down and stuff, I didn't feel like my right side was really struggling. But when I do those movements with free weight, a lot of times it does. Well, it assists you. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm very excited because back in the apartment gym days, I would do weights more often and not just cardio. And I think that's going to be good so we can get those Monica arms oh, yeah. on point. Oh, yeah. So that's awesome thing. I'm just going back to the basics and speaking of the basics, when I was back in those basics, that was during the time in wrestling. So it was awesome having an apartment building that, first of all, there was a grocery store in walking distance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I didn't have a car or my car would break down a lot or whatever, or I just didn't want to drive. Boom, it was there. And then we had the gym there, and I just loved having that sauna because that just really helped me and my body and how I felt. Because even though I love the jacuzzi, don't get me wrong, you don't always want to feel wet. Like, you don't always want to get wet, Yeah. but it's okay to sweat, if it makes sense. Like, like I don't know, sometimes it would be like, I don't feel like walking outside, being cold, getting in the water, feeling good, then getting out of the water, being cold, and coming back inside. I'd rather just go get hot in the sauna, <clears throat> didn't have to leave the building, sweat, and then come back in and then take a hot shower and then, like, never had to deal with that. It was the cold. That's what yeah. it was. Because even when it's warm out, it still feels kind of cold when you're wet. Yeah, it's that discomfort. There's a little period of that in between walking to and from. I yeah. get that. So what I also love, that like, you know, we're talking about the straight legs, now that Ab City is looking pretty, pretty, pretty good. I put the workout equipment, the um, the machine and the cardio machine, on a different part of the garage. So now people, when they're walking down, they can't look in. So I feel it's totally private now. I wouldn't have to deal with anyone, you know? I am a fan of not dealing with anyone. <laughs> because then I was thinking about the times where I remember back in those days, the gym apartment days, but I like that. Um, I remember there was times where, like, it would open, I think, at, like, 6 or 7, and there was times I wished that I could just go in there, but I got it because some people lived above or below it. And um, I was just, you know what, those days where I feel like, I, you know, I just want to get it done and over mm-hmm. with, boom, I can do it. Or if the day is just a crazy day and it's 
10, 11 o'clock at night, I'm able to just go in there and not worry that I'm going to, like, get kicked out or whatever because there was a curfew. I think it was, like, I can't even remember what it was, like, 8 or something like that. Something like that. There was somebody who got stuck in the sauna because they got locked up during curfew, and I guess the person making their rounds didn't uh, see if there was anybody in there. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. So me, Danielle, and Metal Jesus, we were hanging out. We were watching something, and <clears throat> our friend Brian Zombie, when he got married, the little, like, I don't want to say gift bags, but the little, like, party favors that they leave on the table at the reception has these little um, tequilas in them. So we hadn't opened them. We were like, let's drink the tequila. So we were getting all tipsy on the tequila. And we had wine. And we had wine. And then all of a sudden, I heard this banging. And I was like, what is that, you guys? What is that? I was like, no, there's like someone's like in trouble or something. And we like turned everything off and was listening. And there was someone yelling. So we followed it. And we lived down the hall from where the sauna, the gym was just two doors down. It was our neighbor. And um, the, the guy was freaked out, man. He was in there stuck. <laughs> and he was freaking out. And I said, look, just calm down, man. Okay. <laughs> and we called the apartment manager in the emergency after-hour lines, and we didn't hear anything. So we ended up calling the fire department. <laughs> and me, I am a fan of firemen. I love me a good fireman. Uh-huh. And so there's some handsome firemen that came, and I had some wine, and I was just like, oh. And then when the fireman was talking to me, he's like, oh, I wish I could have some wine. Typical Danielle. <laughs> Typical. So, you know, it's nice to know that whatever downtime I want to go out there, and I think that's really going to help me, especially because, Right now, you know, it's going to be an adjustment period. You know, we got Fred's ashes yesterday. That was interesting. Um, I told Danielle today, I was like, you know, I realize I'm still in shock. I'm still in shock with everything. And I think that, because I keep trying to figure out what my, my problem is with all this. I mean, besides the obvious. And I was like, you know what the thing is, is feeling I don't like is I'm still in shock. And I hate that. Because sometimes when you're in shock, you can't even cry. And it's like, I'd rather be able to cry to let it out because after I'm done crying about Fred, I feel better. I feel sad still, but I feel better. So when I'm in this mode where it's like, I'm in shock, maybe a denial too. And it's like, I don't know. It's weird, but I'm trying to get through it. And I think that I'm definitely going to have my hard days that are going to just hit me in a different way and it's nice to know that I can let myself know that like let's say I'm having a struggling day and I haven't worked out yet I can say look just as long as you do it before you go to bed that's all that matters like it's cool but just make sure before you go to bed you do it and you get an A plus for the day and I don't have to worry about well it opens at this time or oh what if people are there all these like excuses that I've used in the past but even though I had those excuses when we lived there, I pushed past those excuses. Or at least I would work through them. Like I would listen, I'd hear somebody in there and I'd like I wouldn't even open the door. Like, ugh. I would just turn around and then I kinda walk back. Do I hear them still? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, hurry up. Remember the gym creep? Oh, I busted the gym creep. <laughs> I totally busted him. So there's this guy, and he would always be in the gym. And then I noticed that because there was a bathroom down the hall, a public bathroom, that he would be in there. And in our apartment, we only had one bathroom, so it wasn't uncommon that if someone was using it, I would just go down the hall to the public bathroom. He kept clogging the freaking toilet because he keeps putting paper towels down the toilet. You do not put paper towels down the toilet. That's how you clog it. And it kept screwing me up because you don't go down the hall unless you really have to go. Yeah. So I got mad. And then I started noticing that, because I can get real petty real quick, I started noticing that he would come and go and wouldn't go into an apartment. And we lived on the ground level, so I would see him come up with his little keys, unlock the gate, go to the gym, go to the bathroom, and leave. And I never saw him go up to an apartment. So I was like, you know what? I don't think this guy lives here. I think he has keys. So I reached out to management, and I busted him. And I think he knew it, too, because sometimes I would see him hanging out at the grocery store nearby. And I was like, is he homeless? So, yeah, that was a gym creep. But you know what's interesting? Like, when you're saying this story right now, I'm thinking about those times, and I remember feeling like I kind of felt bad when you busted him because I thought, what if he is homeless and that's, like, all he had? And I kind of felt bad. But then time would go on, and, like, we wouldn't really see him that much in the gym. But I would see him at the local grocery store, and he would often be uh, in the arms of security. And, you know, so it's like there was something going on. There was some kind of threat, and I felt it, and I said no. And I have worked at places where homeless people use the restroom. And there was this one homeless lady who would say, I'll leave it minty fresh. Aww. And she did. So be respectful. And may it be a lesson to everyone, do not put freaking paper towels down the toilet. Throw it in the trash. Here's the thing. Let's say she didn't want to throw them in the trash because... Maybe he took a shot or bath in the sink with it. There is just down the hall a trash chute, but maybe he didn't want to be seen in that. Wasn't there a little shower rinse-off station in the sauna? Yeah. Are they going to rinse it off there? That's true. I don't know, Jim Creep. <laughs> I hope things are better for you. <laughs> Well, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about what we talked about last week, which was this, quote-unquote, heat brother that uh, Sean Hernandez and Luke Gallows have with me. So stay tuned, because after these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. 
wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions, in conjunction with Boo Ray Atlantic City, proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2. May 15th, featuring As We Become Ghosts and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter, and now it's time to rock. Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union house band, Shades of Grey, playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com and are extremely limited, so get them before they run out. Doors open at 6 and showtime is at 7. Rat Rod, As We Become Ghosts, and Shades of Grey. Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th at Boo Ray, 201 South New York Avenue, Atlantic City. Did I mention there's free parking? Don't miss it. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You getting ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. <laughs> to Shelly live here on VOC Nation. I, of course, am Shelly. She's Danielle. She is Minnie. And we're going to talk some shit. You guys ready for that? You ready to talk some shit? Let's talk some shit. Count me in. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. I feel that most people that listened, whether it was on VOC Nation or they tuned in on when I continued the conversation on my smokeout session with Shelly Stoner Jesus Smokeout. Um, I think most people just heard my story, um, perhaps wanted to know why these dudes blocked me. The 
main question was, what did I do? So people wanted to know what I did, which is, I don't know. But there is a group of people that, like, this one person had tweeted saying something like, oh, I wish I screenshotted it. Something to the effect that I'm the biggest narcissist and that me and Taylor Swift, um, let me see if I can find it. You got put on the same level as Taylor Swift? Let me just go ahead and vomit real quick. I think I don't like Taylor Swift. I have my opinion on her. I'll keep to myself, but let's yeah. see. But whatever. Hey, if you love Taylor Swift, then more power to you. I'm not, you like, you like what you like. I don't like her. She's one of those people that I can't disassociate her from her music. And then, like, some of her lyrics, I'm like, come on, bitch, get it over it. Let me see. I'm trying. I should have had this prepared. See, I didn't. Because here's the thing, me searching right now for this for you guys to have my receipts, you see, um, I didn't screenshot them because I didn't really care that much to do that. But then I thought <laughs> that's probably a good idea so that I can quote this this uh, person. Okay, here we go. All right, this is what this fellow Mike, I won't say his full Twitter name because I'm not trying to have people go over and like be nasty to him. So this is what... Mike D's nut said, that's what we're going to call him. Mike yeah. You and Taylor Swift should write a song called Maybe It's Me, but of course you won't, because like vampires, neither of you are capable or willing to look into the mirror. Good luck. I feel very sorry for you. I find it, and this is another tweet, I find it so sad that in my profession, I could see so many narcissists that are acute accused others of being narcissists, food for thought. And then in his last tweet, he quotes me, quote, I think it's hilarious that these dudes have, that I've literally done nothing to. These dudes all of a sudden have this problem with me. And then he put, you're a narcissist. You're so not, so you're not capable of seeing you are the problem. I hope you get help. Doubt you will. So, I rolled my eyes and moved on. Like I said, that's why I didn't take the screenshot. I was like, oh, I'll remember to bring it up. And I did, see? Yeah. So, um, but it would have been nice if I had it there and was all um, organized. But first of all, like I said, I was like, oh, let me throw up right now because he said me and Taylor Swift in the same sentence. I prefer not to be in the same sentence as her. And then when he was talking about, like, I don't want to see things, that's the, that's why I broke it down last week was to be like, this is where I'm coming from. Now, whether these dudes like me or not, I don't care. But there was a time I cared to know why. Like, it's fine they did it and they blocked me. But I wanted to know why because at one point I felt a connection with these fellows, whether it was when I was working with Fernandez it was, like I said, it was an awesome time. Like, it was such a fun time. Like, when people, I understood why people, when they either leave WWE or get fired from WWE, wanted to go to TNA because my experience, even though there were still, like, little politic things and it's stupid, I had so much fun. And a lot of that had to do with, on our downtime, me and specifically Hernandez cracking jokes, had an inside joke about lime juice. Like, we would just be stupid. Like, it was like being in high school, but in a good way. Like, you know, oh, we're waiting for, like, to go to class. 
so we're just goofing off or waiting for the teacher to come. The teacher's late. Like, it was like, like, oh, my gosh, am I, like, really getting paid to do this? Like, mm-hmm. this is cool. So there's that. And then it kind of goes in a different dimension with Hernandez because on top of that, we perform together. And when we perform together, I always felt like our energies, me, Hernandez, and Homicide, were in sync when we were out there. Like anything could happen, and we would we ha- we would be there. We'd be good. We'd be good. And so there's that. So for me, it's like, yeah, I did care for a long time. You know why? Because I didn't understand it. Because it's like, what did I do? Because if I did something or I said something, maybe there's a reason why. So, like, tell me what that thing is that makes you now talk crap about me, like, you know, whatever, whatever. And then when I call you out on it, you don't say anything, but then you block me. So then why am I blocked if there's no problem? And so I spent a lot of my energy wondering why. And I don't regret it. I don't do it now because I realize that, just because we grow in life doesn't mean other people do or they don't at the same time or they're not in the same, going on the same path. So like whatever. And I've learned through my life that I always find out why. And it's always when I don't care. So as far as Hernandez goes, it's like so funny to me that there's people like Mike these nuts over here and other people have made some kind of similar types of comments which hasn't been many. I think it's been like three people. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I'm not saying all this stuff to like get views or whatever. Now, I've brought these things up before and no one said anything. This isn't the first time. And that's why I started to be able to let things go when I realized that no matter how much I would share on social media, how someone was this, this, or that, as time goes by, they forget about it, and they still will support those people, be fans of them, put money in their pockets. Um, people in the wrestling industry will still be buddies with them because whatever, whatever. So it's like, so why say anything? So then I kind of went through that for a while. But then through that, I started seeing the lessons that all these people were. So that's why I talk about it now. Not to be nasty or to be clickbaity or this. It's like, okay, for whatever reason, like I said, it was a social experiment. People bid on it. Okay, so let's talk about it. This is Mm -hmm. one example of many that I've been bitching about. Now I want to talk about why I used to bitch about it versus now I understand it. And that's a big difference. And that's why I can talk about it now. Well, has many layers. That's yeah. what I'm hearing. And when you are performing with an ensemble, there's something there. You can, if you guys are familiar with just doing plays or anything like that, there's even been times, I know I've experienced this, where I don't particularly like somebody personally. I wouldn't hang out with them on my own time. But when it comes to performance, we come together and there's a bond. And there's something there when you're performing with somebody and you're exposing that part of you. So it's really hurtful. I can definitely see how it's hurtful and confusing. And I feel like it stems from some 
personal relationships this person had, and maybe you thought you were being innocent, and maybe they had intentions. Who knows? Here's what I've learned about my whole damn wrestling career is that all these people that I wasted my energy, and when I say wasted, I really don't mean that, but, like, I do, I bet I don't. Like, I don't regret it, but I did. I wasted my energy on these different people. And what it comes down to whenever I find out why there was these issues and I'm so, like, clueless to is when I find out what was really going on and I had no idea. Like I said, like, back in WWE days, I was – off chasing this unavailable dude. That's what my energy was on. I didn't know people were having these little conversations about me. I thought, I'm a vampire. I can't be compared to anybody, so there shouldn't be any, like, people trying to get me out of the way because there's just one vampire, and, like, that's it. And so I didn't realize that, and especially when I was in TNA, I mean, like, I was having so much fun over there because I felt pressure was off. I didn't know what little conversations were happening. Like, I had no idea. To me, it was like, oh, now I can have fun because this isn't WWE corporate. That's what I thought. And so it's so funny to me when I find out real reasons why people either, in my eyes, turn on me or whatever. It's like... Oh, because while you were, like, talking like that about me, I thought we were friends. I didn't think you would ever say those things about me. I had no idea. So maybe to you, it's like, why can't Shelly get over that? It's like, because I literally didn't know till many, many, many years later that you used to talk about me like that. I had no idea. I thought you were my friend. Some of these people, I let you stay in my home. I don't let people stay in my home. I'm very private about my home and people staying there. So, yeah, it's weird because I had no idea while you were taking me up on staying at my house that you were talking crap. It's so weird to me because I didn't know. Therefore, not weird to them because they knew all the crap talking they did about me. And, look, I know that sometimes there's wrestlers or people in the business that listen to this. Look, I swear to you, I will never say who you are. If you know about, like, dirt from TNA and WWE days, hit me up privately and let me know. I'm so curious because I have no idea. Like, aside from, okay, Batista was mad at me because he was dating my friend at the time, and I would advise her, like, you shouldn't let a guy treat you that way, whatever. So I get that. So Batista, it's kind of like, I get it. Even though I'm sure there's conversations, I have no idea that happened. But, like, if you know other stuff, (laughs) tell me because I'm so curious. Like, I'm so curious because I have no idea. You know, I know that especially in both companies, there were different girls that I liked a lot. But I felt, like, weird, and I just felt this weirdness from them. And it's like, I wonder if they used to, like, try to get me fired or something weird like that. Like, who knows? I don't know. So if you guys know, but I swear to you, I pinky swear, I swear to you, I will never say who you are. I'm dying to know if you've got some dirt on me. Please. (laughs) Please. I'm curious to hear. I would, I don't know. Because the more that time goes by, People have always been, even people who 
openly say they don't like me have always spilled their guts to me, as we talked about before. Same goes for you. People spill their guts. So now it's like people when let's let's say I'll talk to somebody I haven't talked to in a long time or whatever. They're like, oh yeah, and I'm like, wait, what? It's like, oh yeah, you didn't know like so and so. Yeah, it was always that way. I'm like, wait, what? Like I'm so oblivious to all this stuff. Just like the whole thing with the Luke Gallows thing when I brought it up. The reason why, okay, and to remind you guys, I constantly get tagged with specifically Hernandez, of course, duh, we work together, but I do get tagged a lot with Luke Gallows. And he's had me blocked for many, many years because ever since I first, and I remember even told him one time back in the day, oh, you had me blocked. And he was like, oh, that's because the girl I was with at the time, she didn't like me fo- like following anybody. To death. So I, I accepted it. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. That's fine. You're a wrestler. You're on TV. Your girlfriend that's not in the wrestling business wants to keep it fine. So then he unblocked me, actually. But then he blocked me again. And so maybe it makes me petty. I don't know. But, yeah, I do check from time to time when I get tagged with these dudes they still be blocked and again that's why I thought it was funny that they still do and the thing about Gallows is there was a time actually Danielle was with me that's one of my favorite Luke Gallows moments I actually have had and I've had a good handful of them I met up with Colt Cabana at this hotel that he was staying at I forget what was in town but there was wrestlers in town and Danielle and I were going to interview him for this series. We had 10 questions with the Martinez girls. We've had Hal Sparks. He was our first one. We had Tommy Dreamer, Sean Devari, um, Colt Cabana. Um, did we have Kenny? I don't remember if we had Kenny on there. I just remember he was there, and I got him on camera, but I don't remember. But anyways, from Spirit Squad. So we were doing this thing with Colt Cabana, and – Afterwards, I did his Art of Wrestling. So if you listen to that, that was this night. So after we were done, you know, Cole Cabana, he doesn't smoke and he doesn't drink. And so when we went downstairs to the hotel bar after we were done, Luke Gallows was there. I already had my friendship with him. So I was excited to see him. And, again, he was my drinking buddy. So And, and he bought me and Danielle wine all night long. Like, he, we didn't have to pay for him. And at that time, he didn't know this. We were so broke. We were so broke. So, like, it meant something. Maybe that's why that night means so much to me because Cabana and Gallows have no idea how down in life I was because from the outside it didn't seem that way. And I was so genuinely happy not only to see these dudes who I considered my friends, but on top of that I was creating. We were doing 10 questions for Martinez Mm -hmm. Girls. Uh, Cabana, you know, he was doing really well with Art of Wrestling, so I was excited to be on Art of Wrestling. So it was a good night. And then they had no idea, like I said, that we plan on just nursing one glass of wine because we didn't have any money. The freaking gallows, he paid for it. And so it was like, yes, dude, I remember I got, like, I was so excited and took advantage of the fact that we didn't have to watch it. Not that we build the, the tab up or anything, but, like, that we didn't have to sip on that one glass of wine for two hours, the same glass. Um, and I didn't have much to eat. I had a little bit too much, and I went in the bathroom with Danielle, and I threw up, and I said, don't tell them I threw up. <laughs> Hoping in the story you would share that. Yeah, I said, don't tell him. And she's like, no, I won't. But I just didn't want them to know I threw up, especially because Cabana wasn't a drinker. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I liked him. So I didn't want him to think that, like, 
I was like not being able to control myself because that was the weird thing. Like I wasn't being all sloppy. It was just like my stomach was like, no, (laughs) it was too much. It was too much. So that night was awesome. And you know, that's why like the only thing I can think of is when you know, I said this publicly recently, so, like, whatever, but, like, when Amber O'Neill was married to him, I don't know if she shared with him, and I'm, I hope she did, how I felt about him, how I used to be all about him, and then I wasn't a fan anymore, and why. Um, maybe that's why, and that makes sense. But to me, I just think it's really interesting because I literally didn't do anything to these people. And I can, like I said, I can't understand why I was a gal. But Hernandez, <clears throat> it just didn't make sense to me. And I'm able to talk about all this with no, like, I almost feel like I'm talking about these people like I watched a movie. So you know how you watch a movie and you still feel invested because you invested your time in watching the movie, but you don't know those people. They're yeah. actors. They're distant. There's a distance. That's how I feel when I share the, the, the stories I'm telling you guys. Like, that's how I feel. I, I don't feel connected to it. And that's why... I'm talking about these stories now because I feel comfortable enough to where before when it would hurt my feelings, you know, it's like that wasn't the time to talk about it because that's when you can use emotions, which then when emotions get the better of you, you say things that maybe you shouldn't and or you out of just emotion and, you know, maybe just having a bad day and then something gets triggered and you're just like go off and it has like that really nothing to do with it. It's just kind of one of, a million things that are bothering you. So, like, I think it's funny. I think it's funny, and I think it's interesting that it opened up that tweet with Mike D's Nuts because it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I literally explained why I was confused. It wasn't like, oh, one day I saw it. Like, it's like, no, I don't know. And then the... the um Example with Hernandez, like with that, I asked him many times to his face, and he said there was no problem. So what am I supposed to think? Like people say, you should get your facts straight. I try to go get my facts straight. What's going on? What's the problem? I'm continually told nothing. So what am I supposed to do with that? Like it's a weird feeling. Like I respect someone to be like, look, I just don't like you. You rubbed me wrong. Sorry. Like, I respect that, especially if you're going to talk that much crap and be that negative. At least say that. Don't don't insult me by saying, I don't have a problem with you. It's nothing. It's like, and I don't get that. But whatever, because through all of that, through my experiences, good and bad, with both those dudes, it's like, I really learned a lot. And just like right now, like it took for me to have to break down that night to why it meant so much to me. Maybe he didn't even remember that night. Who knows? But I do, and I always did, and it was always a very fond memory. And now I understand why, because we needed that night because we were struggling. Yeah, and I remember that night, and it sucks when you feel like you have these connections with people and you find out that you 
treasured those moments a little bit more than they did. That can be disappointing. And unfortunately, it's all part of life. As our grandma would say, that's the way the cookie crumbles. And a lot of people are afraid of direct confrontation. And they don't have the nerve to confront that or talk about issues and things like that. So it's just easier to go behind someone's back. And then when you're confronted, just to pop out. And it's sad. Well, and I get that, but, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Oh, well, it's fine. I feel that it sucks because even though I was butt heads with Kevin, I never said that I will never perform with him again. But I hold that to Sean. I said, I'm never performing with you again. And it sucked to say that because LAX had such a cool, effortless energy that came to create what it was when it was the three of us. I know there's been different variations, and each one has its own. It's all different. I don't think that they should be compared because they're all completely different. But I don't care Sean, you can't take away from me that I love that character. And at the end of the day, no matter how much negativity has been thrown my way, um, I don't forget those good times, you know. And there was a time where I was so upset with WWE and that energy that I had with it, the love-hate energy, that I remember when we did the dog whisper, I literally only gave them footage from TNA. And I wasn't with TNA when it happened. And so that's when they went and got the clearance. And then I did this um, documentary called Ballerina I Am Not, I believe. Um, Frankie Zapatelli put the film together. She directed it. I believe she wrote it as well. And when she asked me for footage that she was going to try to, you know, she was legit about it, get the rights to use it, I only sent DNA stuff. So, like, that's the whole thing. On my reel, I didn't have, if you go on my reel, my latest, or not my latest one, it's from many years ago, but, like, my last reel I put on my YouTube, um, there's no Ariel on it. There's Selena, but there's no Ariel. So that should tell you, the big difference in my reel was made after I was in TNA. So even though I wasn't there already, the connection I thought I had with those fellas, I, even though I knew we weren't like BFF, I, I felt I took it to heart. It, I really did. I took it to heart, and I will take um, full, like, responsibility for my feelings being hurt and not blaming anybody. But it took me a long time to realize that. It's like, oh, I just took it to heart. I really was like, oh, it's my homeboys and, like, we're creating and blah, blah, blah. That's why I really feel um, when there's, like, these little dramas that happen in the YouTube community with these big YouTubers, I found a lot of healing, even though a lot of these people, I don't know who they are or watch their stuff. I like hearing about 
the dramas that they're going through because it reminds me of wrestling and that's how it is. And just like um, going back to Cabana, I used to tell Cabana that I was so jealous of him and CM Punk and their friendship because I said, you guys have the only true, real friendship in professional wrestling. Fast forward years later, they're not friends. Cabana is suing him. It's all messy. And when that happened, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, they were the only hope I had. So recently in the YouTube world, if you are a YouTubers, there were two YouTubers who have been BFS forever, 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 forever. And then finally, like, they're not friends anymore. And it is not for the camera. It's like whatever. And again, I find healing in watching this, even though I'm not invested in those people, because it makes me feel like I'm not alone. Like these things happen. And maybe that's the thing with wrestling. It's like, yeah, with a lot of wrestlers, even if you retire, there's always a part of you that'll be it. For the most part, I feel that's most wrestlers. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that the people will still be in your life the way they were. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm a person, then that's why I didn't do well as far as, like, being in, the, in it. Because I take my connections a little too serious. I'm a, a stage five clinger, even with friendships. And so that's why I knew it wasn't for me. I'm not about these fake and phony friendships just to make money. It's like, we could be cool and make money, but don't pretend like you're my friend because I'm going to believe you. And I know that's my issue. I know that's my issue, but. So more than anything, the Hernandez thing stings just because of the fact that we did have that connection with LAX. That was deep. I know. <laughs> I didn't even realize how deep it was until talking about this right now. That's why. That's why. It made me so upset. And here's the other thing. The last time I called out Hernandez at this show, it was in Texas, and my homeboy Keith was with me, and Keith was involved in the promotion that brought me in and that used him. And that night, Sean, like, got in his face and was really nasty to him, like, really nasty. And... Whatever made Sean feel that he was justified to do what he did to Keith that night, let's take that part out. At the end of the day, I saw a side of Sean that day that I was like, wow, that's who you are. Mm -hmm. I really don't want anything to do with you. Like, that's how you treat people? That is. Because I didn't realize that, and maybe people who share a locker room with you more often than I do knew that, but I didn't. Going back to the ignorance, I thought it was all jokes and, you know, <laughs> and lime juice all day long. I didn't know it was like that. And I was just like, wow, to disrespect somebody like that so hard. Wow. And the next time I saw him be like that to somebody, it was this viral video I'll show you in the commercial break that went around where he bowed up to a wrestler that I believe is an independent wrestler. 
I'm not quite sure. Sorry if I'm wrong. And when he bowed up to him and got in his face the way he did with Keith. Now, granted, this guy was more of the same size as Hernandez, so what's more fitting and a wrestler? He punched Hernandez out. Whoa! I have to see this. I have to see this. And I was like, shit! I was just like, damn, you know, if you're going to try to check fool, sometimes fool, you're going to get checked. So that's what happened. And, um, but the thing is, is like, I never forgot that. And that was really like, when I was just like, wow, this is just like, first of all, he keeps talking crap about me. He won't admit it to me, but yet he'll go into Keith's face and disrespect him the way he did. Like, what the F? Like, what's going on here? This is weird. And you know what? Maybe it's better that he didn't, like, who knows? Because if he would have went off on me the way he did with Keith, I think Keith handled himself very well. He stood up tall and looked him right in his face. Just, like, hit me. Go ahead. Like, he didn't say that, but his vibe was, what are you going to do? Get out of my face. Or hit me because shut the f up. That's what Keith's vibe was. He was merching out, <laughs> looking at him. And I just remember thinking, like, damn. It wasn't like Keith taking it like, oh, he's. It's like, damn. Look at Keith, man. He's not like, oh, come on, man. He was just like quiet, and letting Hernandez just run his mouth and be disrespectful. I respect that. And I feel that if Hernandez did that to me, it probably would have triggered a lot, especially at that time in my life. And I would have got Maldi back, and who knows what would have happened. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. So let's take a little break, and I'm going to show Danielle this video. <laughs> yes. Bust out the video. I must see it. All right. We'll be right back. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Hito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. 
this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali, to let you know you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. <laughs> hold on, you guys, because we're still watching this video. I like the music. We're watching this video, so hold on. <laughs> this is a sister, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9, listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kazzy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major feds as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling, 
Every week, comedian King David Lane, wrestler, promoter, Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. Okay, I just want to give a shout-out to this YouTube channel called Title Match Wrestling. They have the video footage of former TNA star kicks 300-pound wrestler in the head. It was from four years ago, and they did a nice little piece. <laughs> <laughs> the music is intense. And the thing is, is his story wrong. He didn't get knocked out. What had happened is it looks like it's like downtime at a independent show and it looks like he's yelling at, and that was the body language that I saw with mm-hmm. Keith. Yeah, he was yelling at this guy. There's no audio. And he kicks the guy, the guy's sitting, Sean's standing up. He kicks the dude and then the dude gets up and then he punches him. Sean falls backwards they kind of go back and forth a little bit, and then it looks like the dude, like, has a hold of his head, like in some kind of a hold, and then people come to try to – but here's the worst part, you guys, okay? This is the worst part. I thought the worst part was that, oh, yeah, he's the one that kicked the guy. He threw the first blow. Then he went on Twitter. Of course he did. He went on Twitter and was like, oh, was this a fight or a cat fight? Because he had a scratch on his face. So then these two dudes were going back and forth. That's Drama weird. Drama for your mama. That's weird. Did you think it was staged? No. And here's the thing. People say I'm problematic. Do I go around kicking people and then getting into them being like, oh, was that a fight or a cat fight? Like, Wow. I'm glad that we talked about, hi, Minnie. I'm glad we talked about this today and we revisited, or I did at least, this video because I didn't follow Hernandez during that time. I just saw, like, people were tweeting about it and I was like, wait, what? So that's interesting. But um, it's funny because if for some reason Sean ever gets wind of this interview or people tell him, interview, or this episode, people tell him about it, like, oh, look, Shelly, no one cares of this because that's why she has to talk about me. Well, yeah, because for some reason when I talk, show those screenshots and we talked about it last week, people keep tweeting about it. So, I mean, I guess that's what they want. And then it's like, you know what? I'm not going to feel guilty about that because I'm not exploiting my wrestling adventures, darling. <laughs> I'm not. 
I'm just sharing my story. And then it's like today I was reminded that there's a lot of people out there that are public figures, like let's say celebrities, that openly talk about people they don't like. Like let's talk about Joan Crawford and Betty Davis. They worked together when they had to. They hated each other. I mean, they even beat each other up on set when they're supposed to be like holding back on their, their kicks and stuff. So, like, why is it any different if I talk about my wrestling adventures and talk about people that I don't like and why I don't like them? I don't like that person. Why? Well, maybe I want to get all into it, but, I mean, they block me. Well, no. Yeah, well, look, here. They block me. And I ask them why they don't like me. Or not that they don't like me, what the problem is. Because it's not just about blocking on social media it's that you're talking crap about me it gets back to me and here's the other thing people just want to be like oh and it's like dude if I really wanted the readings I have stories but I don't think it's appropriate like one story into like I'm gonna tell you right now I was leaked some information earlier this week about one of my number one nemesis who I continue to apparently haunt without even trying. And I laughed so hard when I heard this story. I could sit here or I can go on YouTube and I can make videos about it. I can talk about it on here. And people will listen, especially if I say who it is. A little hero to some people. Am I going to do that? No. But yeah, I'm going to talk about things that maybe seem a little petty, like people block me, because that's just an example of some of the things I've been going through these last few years. And you see me bitch, moan, and complain on Twitter about fake and phony people. And when I do that, it's awesome because my fans interact with me. And just because they're not in wrestling doesn't mean they don't know how it feels to interact with fake and phony people. So then all of a sudden, I'm connecting with my fans. So, like, what's wrong with that? Me sharing my stories. My stories. <laughs> my wrestling adventures what's wrong with that because when I talk about it me and my fans connect and that's why I'm able to do what I do for a living because of my effing fans Minnie was wanting to chime in oh what do you think about that Minnie yeah me too you are so cute she is adorable I'm going to squeeze her and bite her beat her up (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. I have to get ready for my smokeout session with Stoner Jesus. If you want to be a part of that, go ahead and go to ShellySJSmokeout.com. We record almost every Wednesday in the evening, a little bit after I go live here, and you get to join us on Zoom. That's one of the perks that you get. And if you join via our Patreon, there are lower tiers that may be a little bit more affordable for some people where you get the audio. And I tell a lot of my stories, and it's really awesome. And even if you don't smoke, you're more than welcome. Like, we had Big Time Bry last week join us, and, you know, he just had his beer. It was He was off of work, feeling good, and we just had a good old time. I like that. And starting Jesus, he's A-OK with me. Jesus is just all right with me. Remember when Gary Lee said she's got stoner Jesus (laughs) (laughs) and metal Jesus? (laughs) What was the pun of the joke? You have to go to Shelly's 
donor jeep. SJ Smogout. I always mess it up. Shelly SJSmogout.com to find out why I find that so hilarious. All right. Uh, we'll be back here next week. Probably talking some more shit about some people, pissing people off. That's what I do, apparently. And I take Danielle down with me. Yeah, dude. Last week at this time, I was recovering from my dental work. That's right. That's right. Ooh. You guys don't even know what's going on with Danielle. Maybe we'll let you know. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week. Make sure to stay tuned. Um, Go to... You guys know Shelly's links, it's all there. All right, until next week, I'm Shelly from Cali. She's Danny California. She's Minnie the Moocher, and we'll be spelling you later. Adios. Toodles.